What's up guys, my name is Jordan and I am new on the lead team here at The Ascent. I'm super excited just to start this journey. Listen, I wanna tell you something, wherever you're at today, whether you're alone or whether you're with a couple friends, whether you're maybe on a Zoom call uh, watching The Ascent service today, I'm, I'm telling you that God's gonna have a word for you today. Whether it's a word of advice, encouragement, uh, maybe it's conviction that we, that we need or that you need today. Um, he's gonna give that to you, he's gonna bring that to you and I'm praying that he does. You know, all of us are in different seasons of our life right now, whether it's something that we're struggling with or whether we're thriving, maybe this COVID season has actually been good to us. But there's so many of us who right now, we, we need God. We need God to step in. We need him to make a way. We need him to, 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 to clear the debris and provide an alleyway for us. And I'm telling you that we have a God and we serve a God. We believe in a God who can do just that.
I'm Brendan Peters. I'm a financial advisor here in Winnipeg. And the passage we're going to be hanging around in today is Ecclesiastes 10, 16 to 19. And it says, What sorrow for the land ruled by a servant, the land whose leaders feast in the morning. Happy is the land whose king is a noble leader and whose leaders feast at the proper time to gain strength for their work, not to get drunk. Laziness to, leads to a saggy roof. Idleness leads to a leaky house. A party gives laughter, wine gives happiness, and money gives everything. Or from the message, my favorite translation of this verse is, laughter and bread go together, and wine gives sparkle to life, but it's money that makes the world go round. When Brittany asked me to talk about why the way we use our money is important to God, I was super excited. I'm so passionate about this topic because to be honest, things aren't going so well. One of the major causes of relationship stress is money. In Canada, nearly 60% of employees have trouble making their ends meet if a paycheck was delayed by even one week. And in 2018, the average Canadian was accumulating $1.78 of debt for every dollar they made. And right now, 33% of people are retiring in debt, 50% of young adults admit to having FOMO debt, literally just spending their money to keep up with others. So I'm passionate because it doesn't have to be that way. Money can enslave us and can make us captive to others, or it can free us to take advantage of opportunities and take care of our family and our friends and bless others. Money can be used to serve ourselves, or it can be used to make the world a better place, bring the kingdom of God to earth. 
But after my initial excitement about sharing on money with you again, I got a little stressed. There are over 2,300 verses in the Bible that relate to money. With that many verses, obviously how we use our money is important to God. But where do we even begin when we're talking about it? I mean, the Bible talks about how the earth and everything in it are God's. The money we earn and use is not ours, it's God's, and it's our responsibility to love him and others as ourselves. This includes loving ourselves, by the way, with what he has given us, our talents, our passions, our resources, our money. God warns us that the love of money itself and our greed will lead to ruin. I could have shared a fairly typical church topic about how God loves a cheerful giver, and giving to others and the church is a call on the lives of every apprentice of Jesus. Or I could have shared on the God's teachings about saving for the future, planning ahead, avoiding debt, taking care of the next generation, integral wealth building, or not using our money to oppress people, which we do way more often than we think, by the way. All of these would have been good messages, and there are more topics. It's all in there. So if you want to know how to manage and use your money and resources well, look in the Bible. It's all there. But I really struggled to decide what to share. Then last week, Brittany shared her message. She went on to challenge us that maybe it is what it is, we are where we are, and maybe what is is good and in the right direction, or maybe what is is not as it's supposed to be. But wherever we are, she encouraged us to take time with God to figure out who we want to be in a year from now, in five years, in a decade, to start being a generation who dreams with God for our future. And I felt drawn to further this discussion and how being a generation that dreams with God and grows into God's will for our lives often takes money. While I was thinking about Brittany's questions and trying to answer them, who do I wanna be in a year, in five years? And then thinking on the goals and dreams that Amy, my wife, and I have made, I was brought to that passage in Ecclesiastes, and I'll read it again. What sorrow for the land ruled by a servant, or in another translation, whose king is a child. The land whose leaders feast in the morning. Happy is the land whose king is a noble leader, who, and whose leaders feast at the proper time, to gain strength for their work, not to get drunk. Laziness leads to a sagging roof, idleness leads to a leaking house, a party gives laughter, wine gives happiness, and money gives everything. Other translations say, and money is the answer to everything, or my favorite, as I mentioned, but it's money that makes the world go round. Now, I'm no pastor, theologian, or scholar. I'm a financial advisor. So I'm just gonna tell you what spoke to me about these verses for the here and now, and hopefully it means something to you too. Now, we may not be rulers of a kingdom, but God has given us land and territory for which we are responsible. To lead, to influence, to serve well, to give ourselves to. Maybe the land you occupy and lead is your household, your family, and your kids. It could be your place of employment or the small business you started, your friends, your neighbors. It could be your church or your university. Whatever land we dwell in, God wants us to do our best there, to prosper the land he's given us, to make it better, serve it well, and use the resources we have for its betterment, our skills, our passion, and our money. I also believe God gives us dreams of new land to take, new territory to influence, new things to reach for. Who do you want to be in a year? In five years, where do you want to go? When I was in my early 20s, God started leading me to a dream for my future and gave me a bit of a model for my life. It was to help people move from where they are to where they are supposed to be, however I could. 
And I find it interesting that he called me into the land of the financial industry. I couldn't figure out why at first because I was convinced I was supposed to be in ministry. But the more I'm in the industry, I get it. Everyone has to deal with money. It takes money to live and to do things. Money touches everyone. For someone to get from where they are to where they are supposed to be, to reach their God dreams, almost always takes money. There's almost no dream, no goal that doesn't require money, where money is not a part of the answer, even if it's just a small part. So who do you want to be in one year, five years, 10 years? How are you to prosper your land? What territory are you going to take and what do you need to get there? From these passages, I think we need to start with the land we currently hold. Brittany told us to start to dream which we should, but Luke tells us we need to be trusted with the little to be trusted with much. So let's do well where we are with what we have. We need quality of character, knowing when to eat and when to work, not wasting what we have on things that don't bring fruit. We need a good support team, people around us who are like-minded and can support and encourage you in your work to prosper your land and accomplish those God dreams. Proverbs 69 says, without wise counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. We need discipline and hard work as laziness leads to a leaky roof. I guess everyone once in a while needs a party with some good wine. And you guessed it, we need money. Without money, it's not going to happen. Money makes the world go around. So what's the land that God has given you? What's the land God wants you to take? What are those dreams for your family, your work, your neighborhood, your friend group, your church that God has called you to, your university? And how much money are you going to need for them? And how are you going to use your money and your resources to prosper your current sphere of influence to achieve those dreams? Whatever your land is, whatever those God dreams are, they need money God has provided you with. Maybe God has you dreaming about showing greater hospitality, giving people a place of joy and rest. That takes money, food, dishes, wine, extra beds, sheets. Maybe God has you dreaming about your new business to solve an unsolved problem. That takes money, equipment, staff, buildings, marketing. Maybe God has you dreaming about marriage. Worth every penny, but it takes money. Maybe God has you dreaming about completing your degree well. It takes money, tuition, and books. Or maybe he's just simply got you dreaming of giving more time to others. It still takes money, transportation costs. Maybe it's a coffee with a friend or out to a movie. The bigger the dream, obviously, the larger the need for money, but it is almost always needed. But your money is limited, so how are you going to use that money? Like an immature king who blows it on feasts in the morning or like a noble king who uses it on the tools that will strengthen and prosper the land and reach new territory. Now, I've heard it said a lot, I don't have the money for this or that. And while sometimes this truly is the case most of the time, it's not that we don't have the money, but we've chosen to spend it elsewhere. I hear this a lot when it comes to the topic of giving, and then watch as people go and finance a new car or spend a bunch of money on clothes. How you use the resources God has given you is a choice. So ask yourself, where am I feasting in the morning like a childish king? wasting my resources on the wrong things at the wrong time that will not help me fulfill my dream? Or am I feasting at the right time, using my money that God has provided me with wisely to provide for and strengthen my land and to move towards my dreams? 
Also, it's fair to ask God how he's going to provide as well, because God loves to provide for his children, but that does not diminish our responsibility to personal and financial discipline. And this is not to say that you shouldn't ever use money on yourself. There is a time to use money on yourself. We are to love ourselves well. Food brings laughter and wine brings happiness. But be wise and not wasteful, not wasting it all away today with nothing for tomorrow and the things to come. So those dreams that you dreamt with God last week, if you haven't done it, you should. It is so important to have a direction, to have an idea of where you are going, because you will never hit a target you can't see. But dreams, will take a few things to accomplish and you can bet one of those is money. Consider the cost and what you need to do. So why does God care about how we use our money, how you use your money? Because God has created you with a purpose, with passions and dreams for you to fulfill. Those dreams are there for a reason and you can accomplish them, but they will take money and money doesn't grow on trees. Are you using your money on yourself today, on materials, on selfishness, leaving nothing for tomorrow to help you accomplish your God-given dreams, or are you using your money wisely, fulfilling what you've set out for, and to love God and others like yourself? Because whether you like it or not, it's money that makes the world go round. Well, thank you so much, Brendan, for joining us and teaching us more about what God thinks about money. And you know, this is just such a small snippet of what we actually want to talk about and the conversation we really want to have about our money and our finances and how to handle them well. And so you can go to riverwood.cc cruise and we have some reflection questions on there that if you are with your friends or family, you can go and just ask each other those questions, talk more about, about your money. Or if you're on your own, take out a journal and maybe start journaling or just think them through on your own. And let's just keep this conversation and, and these ideas going. On that website, you can also find more resources to know how to handle your money well. And there's some articles, YouTube videos, podcasts on there, um, just to continue your learning in this area. And last of all, we are going to be doing a live Q&A with Brendan on Instagram on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. And we would love for you to join us on there and ask us your questions. So starting on Monday, you can send us in your questions on Instagram and we're gonna be getting Brendan to answer them and just get super practical about this whole idea of money. Well, we love you guys. We can't wait to see you next week where we're gonna be talking about relationships. Have a great week. Bye.